everybody and welcome back to the Champions Cast. This is episode 6 and you're listening to Andy, Savannah, and Taylor on ZeldaDungeon.net and it's good to be back. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Uh, a little bit better. We uh, It's been a while since we had a traditional show. We had our uh, Phantom Hourglass livestream two weeks ago and we skipped last week's episode because I had a minor surgery but I'm better now. I'm back. And to make up for it, we are going to hit you with two episodes this week. Just to show everybody how much we love you and how much we care. Double fisting the Champions cast. That's what we're here for. We've got a good show for you this week. We are going to talk a little bit about RPGs. We're going to talk a little bit about what our ideal RPG battle system is. But the main thing is we're going to superimpose the Legend of Zelda series... Onto our ideal RPG. We're going to talk mechanics. We're going to talk battle systems. We're going to talk story. But first, we're going to define what an RPG is. So, I actually... Last week, I played a nice little throwback RPG on Taylor's recommendation. Uh, a lot of you have probably played it. Uh, it's called I Am Setsuna. It launched with the Nintendo Switch back on the same day that Breath of the Wild did. And it is a game that harkens back to the Super Nintendo days of Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and kind of the golden era of RPGs. And, of course, as I do when I'm doing anything, I'm just like, how would this translate over to the Legend of Zelda universe? And so that's what we're going to talk about. So I want to get your guys' definition on what do you consider an RPG? Because Savannah has a different definition than Taylor who has a different definition than me so let's just kind of lay out some ground rules about what exactly it is an RPG is going to be defined as this episode sounds like a good place to start agreed so I'll go with um, I mean our RPGs over the course of history have have evolved in a lot of different ways but I think a lot of the core mechanics tend to be usually a leveling, a leveling system of some sort. Uh, cu- character customization, whether it involves um, like being able to pick your, your character's hair or their appearance or gender or whatnot, uh, or like what types of armor and equipment they use. Um, and then obviously you can't really have an RPG without a story. I've I've found that even even in early early RPGs, like story was a huge huge part of of the RPG genre. So those would be my my top three things needed. Um yeah, for me it would definitely be storyline for one. It needs to flow together and all just needs to kind of flow together and have that bit of customization for it. And then the biggest RPG seller for me is always been the character creation and customization like oh man i can spend hours on creating my just creating my character um and then you know the way you battle for one um is a big thing like i'm not a big fan of turn-based at all just never really been into it it's kind of like eh, just seems kind of slow to me but so that's kind of i would say I would say that what defines an RPG for me is the inclusion of a leveling system, a structured leveling system, yeah. and not the, uh, not kind of the Breath of the Wild-esque, like, you get more powerful as you go, but, like, you know, you're going from level 1 to level 2 to level 3 and etc. Um, the, the option to have more than one playable characters at the same time in battle... Um, to be controlling more than one playable character in battle is another hallmark of RPGs. Um, like you guys have said, most RPGs tend to be extremely story focused, so obviously that would be that would be a big part of it. But I think that the the big the big things that define an RPG for me are are that leveling system, that structured system, and the battling system, which, you know, it, it's definitely evolved over the years from turn-based into a more Skyrim-esque style. Maybe Skyrim is the exception of this, but typically in, in most RPGs, you do have 
a plethora of characters that are in your party. So those would be those would be the big ones to me. So when we go ahead and we describe our ideal RPGs, that's kind of like what we're talking about. We're talking about anything from like from like Mass Effect to Chrono Trigger to Final Fantasy to Secret of Mana to The Witcher to Skyrim and everything that falls kind of in between that genre. And for the purposes of what we're talking about, because there has been some debate in the past whether you would consider the Zelda series an RPG or not. For the purposes of our episode, Zelda is not an RPG and it never has been. So we're going to throw that out there. Sorry to anyone that thinks that Zelda is an RPG, but it isn't. It's an action-adventure game. With and the possible exception about... of Zelda 2. <laughs> Zelda 2 is like yeah. the only game in the franchise that really approaches like most of the tenets of, a, of an RPG, both modern and classic. It's been so long. Name me one game. other RPG side-scroller, though. Yeah, well, it, it has an overworld, so you could argue that it mixes both the, the genre that Zelda has defined, which you could argue is the action-adventure series, uh, with with Final Fantasy elements, or Chrono Trigger elements, or S- Secret of Mana elements. The only the only thing Zelda Two really doesn't have that was like classic RPG back at the time was controlling multiple characters, or having a multiple character uh, system. It had a leveling system. It had an overworld. It had, uh, you know, a a fairly decent story actually if you look at it pretty close um so by nes standards yeah yeah so like i mean for and again you know that game came out when like 1991 90 uh that is 1989 i want to say yeah probably around there so like in north america i think a little bit earlier in japan Right, so we're talking about a time when RPGs were, like, first being invented, you could say. Like, tabletop RPGs have existed, you know, since the 60s and 70s now, Dungeons, Dragons, things like that. But, like, from a, for the video games, like, RPGs, about, about the late 80s and, and through mid-90s is when it was really being defined. And we're not going to go down that... Uh that D&D rabbit hole because we'll never come back out so uh, we'll get started on our on our sales pitches for what we think an awesome Legend of Zelda RPG would look like so who wants to go first so my ideal Zelda RPG would be probably a mix between I want to say Skyrim Mass Effect and Witcher 3 so for those of you who haven't played those games go play them they're amazing uh but confirm i'm thinking along the lines of so uh, witcher witcher 3 and mass effect are similar in this where they have like kind of conversation wheel-esque uh you know dialogue choices witcher 3 is more along the lines of it's it's still kind of like those old school text rpgs where you have like one or two questions that don't advance the conversation but allow you to get more information than one or two choices that do Uh, mass effect depending on the game, has a whole bunch of things. Like, there's there's a whole investigate thing that you go through, and you can have, like, anywhere from one to six options, that kind of stuff. So I like that kind of variability in a, in a dialogue system where you can find out more information about a plot or an event or a character or whatnot um, while still having the freedom to also make the conversation as long or as short uh, as you want. Um, and then maybe, going, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, Taylor, but how, how are you going to put that conversation system in place with such a traditionally stoic main playable character? Because I think the Zelda series needs to evolve from that. So one of, one of the things, as you mentioned, that is key or has been key to the Zelda franchise for the longest time is, is Link's silence. However, with Breath of the Wild's release, we have some of the first introductions to a uh, potential dialogue system and where characters now talk. It's not just, uh, you know, before everybody, everybody was silent. Link, you know, other characters, stuff like that. They had their, their text boxes and stuff. But, you know, for the first time, we're hearing Zelda characters have actual voices, actual actors. 
And while it's going to be notoriously difficult for Nintendo to cast Link, I'm sure, um, I don't think it's something that is an impossibility. And I think we as a, we as a fan base and we as a player base have moved past needing Link to be a silent protagonist. In that sense, where we don't see him talk, but we assume he's talking. And the other that thing is, is, is you could even I mean, have you him be kind of do something like that in Skyward Sword. Well, you could even have him be silent. Yeah, like a la Skyward Sword or even Breath of the Wild. You could still have him be silent where you're just choosing what he says. And you can have different, like kind of like how Mass Effect Andromeda did it, where there are like tonal variations in what you're saying. So like you have the intelligent response, the casual response, the sarcastic response, yada, yada, yada. So you can have someone write each of those options out in how like link would go into them and i mean they did kind of they kind of started that going along with that thought process in breath of the wild which i kind of liked like some of his reactions were towards like say the old man in the very beginning are almost like you kind of have a little bit of that sarcastic answer you can kind of give him yeah, absolutely. And, you know, mm-hmm, it's that true. kind of thing where e- even if Nintendo wants to be super shy about it and they're like, ah, we don't really want to give Link a voice just yet, you can still give him, give the players a voice and still deter- and still have that kind of system. Uh, like Knights of the Old Republic did it. Uh, for those of you who don't remember that game, uh, it's it's similar text-based uh, answers and responses. D&D and style. Yeah, where your character doesn't actually speak the lines, but you infer that's exactly what he's saying, and then vo- the voice character or the other characters in the game respond to him as if he had just he or she has had just spoken. So you could do the same thing. And, and you know what's funny about Mass Effect, kind of the game that you're taking for inspiration, is you have those text options, like your dialogue options, but the character doesn't say exactly what that says. He kind of says something along those lines, which I always thought was really funny about Mass Effect. Yeah, and, and honestly, like Mass, if there's one thing that I really, really loved about Mass Effect Andromeda, it was their new dialogue system. I thought that was a, a great change to our already familiar process, and it was something that really gave, you know, more of a, a unique flavor to all of our writers. I think you could do the same thing with Link. So is this going to be kind of like a a very story-driven action RPG um, a la Mass Effect, or is it going to be a more open-ended kind of explore-at-your-own-pace RPG along the Skyrim or the Xenoblade variety? I like the explore-at-your-own-pace. I mean, I love the stories, but like almost like some of the older Final Fantasy games, I haven't really played them myself, but just from watching other people play them, I felt like they went a little too too into the whole storyline thing to where it kind of I don't know it just kind of bogged it down a little and I always like being able to just kind of openly explore everything go at the own pace I think in this case uh this is where I would start pulling from from Skyrim and the Witcher 3 and where yes I definitely want there to be more of a kind of in-depth story with Zelda because I think it's been some time since we've gotten one of those I mean Skyward Sword in uh, 2011, 2012 uh, was the last time I think we got like a really super in-depth story that was trying to go in a lot of detail. Uh, or Majora's Mask was was another good one. Wind Waker, um, and so a, I, Breath of the Wild to me was such a slap in the face as far as story was concerned that like I I feel like I I'm missing that in my Zelda and I and I need to get it back before. Uh, before before we lose it and you know timelines be damned whatever whatever you want to say uh, about that i'm it, that's not my concern i think like the the overarching stories of say mass effect or or witcher or uh or skyrim is is something that can be done you know just with, with careful thought and detail and with the amount of time that Nintendo is willing to dedicate into development of a Zelda title they definitely have the time they definitely have the resources and they definitely have the 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 willpower to do it so 
something like Mass Effect where you have the overarching story and then something like Witcher where like there are also personal based stories like with people that you interact with uh, even like Majora's Mask is a great example like you know the Anju and Kaffee coffee quest uh you know uh Ma- um not Malin she's Romani in the, in Majora's Mask um you know you have those those personal stories that you can get to which is something that the Witcher 3 did really well where even just taking a simple monster contract you know, you were faced with very real consequences, and you know, it wasn't like the f- always a fairy tale ending. It was it was very gritty and very real. And I think Zelda needs a little bit more of that nowadays. So, when you're talking about constructing this open, open-ended uh, action RPG in the vein of The Witcher, in the vein of Mass Effect, um, in the vein of Skyrim, what? What does your playable roster look like? Are you are you Link? Are you building up and customizing your powers more so along the lines of like how in Skyrim you can choose to be a magic user or a bruiser or a thief? Or are we looking at something more along the lines of Mass Effect where picking out the perfect team is really vital to succeeding in your mission and kind of building up your characters um, adds to the story? You know that's that's a great question, um, and it's something that I I've actually put a lot of thought into recently. And I think that the Zelda series overall doesn't really lend itself to a party system. Um, I think that's why primarily it has focused more on being an action RPG throughout its entire history. Uh, the story is always about Link. The story is always about him. Link, well, Link and by proxy Zelda, um, but Link's. Link's growth, usually, because he's almost always a kid or or at least a teenager, and it's about his growth as a character and his growth as uh, as a Hylian, not a human being, Uh, you know, through his life. How does he, how does his adventures affect him? How does it affect his relationships with other characters? And how does the world that he, uh, that he is a part of, um, you know, shape? him as a person or or as um or as an adventurer so you take ocarina of time for example you know he's he starts off thinking he's one thing and then partway through it's revealed that he's something completely else but you can kind of still feel that he's still anchored to that world and he's still anchored to who he thought he was and at the end of the day you know he he's stuck in all these situations and he's put in all these situations where it it definitely shows like a kind of way he could be different or see the world like you know how how do you think it affects him when he's a, a 9-year-old kid who pulls a sword out of the stone and all of a sudden he's now in a 16-year-old body like you know what what kind of ramifications that I have on his character and it's wonderful to to try and go into that and think about that and i think you know, done done well uh, in in a setting or 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 story like Mass Effect or Witcher could be really really interesting or intriguing. Do you have um, let's just say like the general gist of what your story would entail? Would it would it be kind of like the hero's tale, like the traditional Zelda tale, or do we have something else going on in in very basic in very basic terms? Um, I think. You could go a lot of routes with it, but I think you could have a very similar overarching story that many Zelda games have gone gone through, where you start off as Link, uh, or you know, you could even go a customizable character route kind of thing. But you start off, you know, small beginnings, and then something happens, and you're given your your motive to go out and do the thing, and then. You know, you fight the bad guys, you find out what the bad guys are doing, and then you defeat the bad guys, or you don't. Like, that, the this kind of game, I think, would also lend itself to where we as a fan base don't have to be left open with the question of, you know, did this split timelines? Did this, uh, did this end a certain way? You could literally have it be, mm, okay, like if, if the game ends this way, this is how it ends. Uh, you could die at the end, and that could be an ending. You could, you know, you could have multiple endings in a game that would just solidify and say, "Hey, this is what happens." All right. So the moment of truth, Savannah, would you would you play this game? Yes, easily. Okay. I would play this game. I think it sounds 
a little bit like Breath of the Wild to me, just with more of a story. Um, but I would I would definitely play it. And to be to be fair, that is kind of where I was going with it. And this game is something that a lot when I was thinking about, it, I was like, this is kind of what I wish Breath of the Wild was. And it was the impression that Nintendo was giving me when uh, when we finally saw the big E3 reveal. Uh, and they were showing off the the world. I was like, "Hey, this this is like, this is going to be combining elements of of some of my favorite games in recent history, like Skyrim and and things like that." And what I got well, was, and I mean, like before before we got on the show, Savannah made a couple of good points about like, you know, why isn't Breath of the Wild considered an RPG? It's it's very similar to Skyrim in terms of how you play. There's just a few key differences that I would say prevent it from being an RPG, but it's close. Well, Skyrim has an actual leveling system. One of the one of the differences, but I mean, it's it's not it's not far off. Europe, tell us what your Zelda RPG would look like, Savannah. We all want to hear. <laughs> no pressure or anything. Um, for me, it would definitely be pretty based off of I mean it would be important like the storyline would be very important because but not in such a way of where it's over the top kind of thing um wouldn't be a turn-based I just like I said earlier I just think they're kind of slow and a little boring to be honest (laughs) number one reason why I couldn't get into Final Fantasy Um, it's hard to go back to that system I think yeah and I never really started out with those so I mean I started out with like Legend of Zelda you know and stuff like that and so I always kind of viewed those as RPG because I mean I've played my RPG games but I haven't played very many to be honest um with the exception of like Skyrim etc so for me I think it would be similar ish to Skyrim in that you know you you have multiple options you can either play as Link along the whole storyline and go find the bosses etc or as even thinking like when taylor was talking that you could do like a almost like a because i mean you kind of want to keep that traditional this for the legend of zelda because i mean that's kind of what i fell in love with but then you could also almost do like maybe like a dlc content of where you get to create your own character and kind of go on your own like adventure for that in that you're kind of coming alongside the hero and helping him and Zelda and all that. And I think that would be kind of cool. Um, and then it would definitely have a big, like, leveling, like, the leveling up mechanics and stuff. Because I always like being able to see, like, oh, you've increased a level. And, you know, I think it kind of pushes you to go farther and find those weapons that are a little bit better in level and um, armor, etc. So it almost would be kind of like a mix in between, say, like, Skyrim and a little bit of World of Warcraft is kind of what I'm thinking of and that the way the leveling system is and stuff like that and all the different like side quests and adventures now one game that you threw out there before we got in the air which I thought was interesting was you you said that you wanted to incorporate a little bit of Hyrule Warriors into your RPG which I thought was kind of like kind of neat because that's that kind of flies in the face of what Taylor wants of like your single solitary playable character. Whereas Hyrule Warriors obviously offers you, you know, every character you could think of. So yeah. explain a little bit about that. So it'd be similar in that, um, Hyrule Warriors. So I think what would have been really cool with Hyrule Warriors is if you could have done like created your own character. So say with this RPG, you have the option of creating your own character and you get to come alongside all the different characters so like Link, Zelda, um, and then you know some of the other characters like Minna and all that stuff from Hyrule Warriors so that you kind of it's similar in that you're coming alongside them and kind of getting to help them and the different characters and stuff if that makes sense. So you are you kind of like in your RPG do we have almost like separate character quests like mass effect almost i don't know if you played yeah. Mass Effect or not but I, uh, I so because really i think that that would actually yeah, be really that. interesting yeah i think it'd be like that and then and then you know i mean you have even more playable game time and there's just so many more options and how much farther you can go along with it too and all these different storylines and and then you know you don't even have to necessarily do like so-and-so's character storyline whatever you can just do somebody else's or you know anything like that i think it just opens up 
a lot like different kind of paths and options they could take with the game which would be neat where would you where would you put decisions into your rpg kind of like like would in skyrim for example you can either join the what are those two factions called that are warring with each other uh stormwind and no that would be world of warcraft uh it's the basically kind of like the imperial remnant in a sense from from tamriel uh and the oh man stormcloaks is that one stormcloaks yes that's what it is Stormcloaks versus the Empire. I was like, is that even Zelda? Is that Star Wars? Like, (laughs) whoops. uh, Okay. So, like like in Skyrim, you have the Stormcloaks and who are the other guys? The Empire. You have the Stormcloaks and the other guys, and they're fighting. And so, like in the game, you can only pick one. Like you can you can have allegiances with one. Does your RPG have kind of that system, or is a little a little bit more of a not a linear story, but like a focus story? Let's say. Probably more focused. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of, you know, choosing, like, either one faction or the other. So that's kind of... I mean, maybe... I don't I don't know if you could incorporate both of those, I wonder. Probably not. But in which I case... I guess you kind of do in Mass there. Effect, in a sense, but not really. Yeah. Similar-ish, but... I think if Savannah had played Mass Effect more or <laughs> or played it, she would probably come to the same conclusions. I'm going to have to go. You absolutely do. <laughs> but I want to play Witcher Mass Effect first. is awesome. Uh, Witcher is good. I, I, guess I, I guess I can't comment because I've only played like an hour or two of The Witcher, but I love Mass Effect. I even love Mass Effect Andromeda. I think that that game gets shit on for no reason. You know, I agree with you, Andy. Andromeda was actually... a a good game that was ruined by its overarching overlords decisions. So, Sav, do you have any like any basic gist of what your story would be or or not really? Oh, storyline. I mean, I have so many different ideas. I mean, I'm I'm a writer, so there's multiple ideas, honestly, that I could come up, up with. So it'd be really hard to pick just one storyline. But I like the idea of, um, like, maybe, say, for instance, if this was an RPG based on, like, where you're just, like, the hero Link, whatever, you kind of have, like, almost this, say, this person that you grow up with that's, like, your best friend, whatever, and then they cut off to, like, different paths and in the end, the best friend becomes a villain, and so you have to, like, battle the, the that person that was super close, so you'd have that little bit of, like, feeling of betrayal. I think that would be kind of cool. Just throw in the field. I think that would be real. That that <laughs> reminds me of uh, of Kingdom Hearts, in a sense. Do you guys ever play that? Yes. Oh, yeah. boy. How Sora and Riku kind of took different paths and ended up as, like, frenemies at the end. I love that game. I haven't played the new one yet. Kingdom Hearts was was a great game, honestly, or game series rather. It's and honestly, I'm looking forward to the new one. But uh, it would be really interesting to see some of those mechanics come to the come to Zelda. Yeah. All right, so we have kind of an action RPG in the vein of Skyrim. We have an open-ended, more so story where you can pick your own paths, and then we have kind of like a character system where you can almost buddy up with a couple different characters in the Zelda series to do various side quests and stuff like that. Um, and then we have a story that's... I, I think that that game sounds a little bit more story-driven for sure, especially if you're focusing on a relationship between, you know, Link and, and someone else. I think uh, I, I think that that's probably a little bit more story-driven than maybe even you'd realize if you go with that. So the grand question, Taylor... Would you play this game? Yeah, I absolutely would. I think it's uh, pretty similar to mine, so I would de- definitely play it. Um, what really sold me on this game, probably a little bit more than yours, Taylor, is the kind of Hyrule Warriors esque of it, where like you can you can almost have like that different playable character fighting beside you or whatever. Like, I think it would be really cool to to fight with uh, I don't know, like Marin or or Faye or something like or Faye or something like that, and go and and do like the little side quests and stuff like that. I think that would be really cool. Well, I and mean, then, like, 
Yeah, I I agree, and maybe I didn't explain it right, but um, that's that's also what I was pulling from The Witcher Three, and where side quests are super important, have that kind of real realistic feel to it. Uh, whether you're fighting with other people on a regular basis in my game, no, uh, not necessarily, but you could. So this is where I'm I'm going to come in and tell you my pitch for an RPG in the Zelda series. And it's going to be vastly different from your guys'. Because I, I think, in principle, you guys kind of line up on what you would like to see for an RPG. But what I would like to see from an RPG is, first and foremost, this is going to be taking place outside of the series proper, and Link won't be involved. So Link is just... He's doing his own thing. Link is the master of the action-adventure genre. That's awesome. He can have that... My RPG stars Princess Zelda. Um, so what I... And I wrote an article about this like over a year ago, and I'm basically just going to regurgitate what I said there. So my ideal vision of a Zelda RPG would be... First of all, the, the battle system would be traditional. It would be an old-school ATB system. And if I had to liken a game that it would mimic, it would be Final Fantasy XII in that you don't have random battles, but you do, when you pass by an enemy, you focus on that enemy, and you engage battle mode, and your ATB fills up, and you can command all of your different playable characters to attack that enemy. So mine is not going to be a traditional um, action RPG, because I just think that there's something unsatisfying about in Skyrim when you're when you're fighting an enemy, and, and you just, like and you just blast him with fire and you can run around everywhere. I like kind of the feeling of like seeing that one awesome boss that you can't really get away from. He has like a million HP and you got to like strategically take him down. So the fundamentals of my Zelda RPG would be set in a more traditional place. And I know that that's not really popular with a lot of people now. And that, I mean, you're right, Zav, if you didn't grow up playing those kind of RPGs, you're probably not really hankering for them to come back but whatever yolo so that's kind of the battle system that i'm going to implement into my rpg um my rpg is going to be i would say more focused um it's i recently just finished playing xenoblade chronicles 2 and that that game's story was just such a mess because nothing nothing made sense uh, you could go it had awful characterization you didn't you just didn't have a reason for doing anything so my my story is going to be very very focused that's going to be the number one priority um like world building i want to have a vast world that you can go explore again kind of like final fantasy 12 had where you can take on like different monster quests and different side jobs and and whatever but um the focus on narrative is, is going to come first in this Zelda RPG, I think. So, that being said, like I would like to have a, a vast open world for, for players to explore. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't want to sacrifice narrative and story like I think that Breath of the Wild did, if that makes sense to you guys. So would yeah, you... Imp- the, yeah. So would you implement something uh, like Ocarina of Time and where you have a clear destination that you need to go to, but you can kind of go off and do some other things in the meantime before you ha- are, are forced to progress? Uh, yes, I, I would. I would have... I, I would definitely have, like, the, you know, when you open the map, like the marker of where you need to go is there. But what I wouldn't have is the Skyrim Breath of the Wild, like, little tracker thing at the top that shows that you're, like, 2,000 steps away from your destination because I think that that's just super lame. I hate so, that thing, that, to be honest. I was not a fan of that. <laughs> I, I feel like it just ruins games because, like, you just you end up just looking at how many, you know, how many steps away you are rather than looking around you at the world. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of that in in The Witcher Three as well. It uh, it implements a similar system where you always have a a guidance kind of thing. Oh yeah, you're X amount of, you know, time away. 
Uh, well, I, I it's, it's, Assassin's Creed is one of the first games I remember. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's they, they pretty do. standard now. Um, so I think that I would just get rid of that, you know, and like, and, and kind of, I think I'd have a log like Breath of the Wild did that has, you know, it keeps track of all your side quests and it keeps track of the main story, but, and, and you can go and do things in that order. But I, I think that my game would definitely want to put the focus on completing the main narrative first. Um, kind of striking that, that fine balance between exploration, but like, Ideally, the game's plot is going to be so good that you that you want to progress with it. So you're flying in so. the face of all the Zelda memes ever, where Link <laughs> is distracted utterly by all the side quests and stuff around him, and where he no, no, takes No, I'm not forever. flying in the face of that at all, because he ain't in this game. That's true. He's off fishing. But, but, Zelda takes Gen- the place of Generally Link speaking, this. yes. But yeah. So, my... Another reason that I that I've chosen the uh, ATB system for this particular RPG is that I always thought that it would be so cool to have a game featuring the seven sages as playable characters, with Zelda obviously being their leader. Because that'd be cool. It it just it, it makes it's like one of those things that just fits. You know what I mean? Like when I think of something that was born to be an RPG, like. Zelda and the Seven Sages, uh, Frodo and the Fellowship of the Ring. Like, it just, it seems like it, it fits. So each one of them would obviously have their own elemental powers. And I'm kind of basing this off the Sages in Ocarina of Time, but it wouldn't have to be them specifically. So each one of them could have, like, you know, one of them is water-focused, one of them is uh, fire-focused, and etc., etc. And each of them kind of, you know, brings their own strengths and weaknesses to the team. And it's just that... I, one of the things that I always love, either. yeah, kind of. <laughs> I like, so I I'm a big fan of the old Final Fantasies, right? And so, one of the things that I always loved is just having that roster of characters that that has their own personalities and has their own quirks and brings their own, you know, flavor to each battle. So that's something that I really want my Zelda RPG to have. So. Story-wise, it would kind of... I guess you could kind of call it, like, maybe an origin of the Seven Sages, of how they came to be. Maybe it could be something that focuses on, you know, whoever came before the Sages in Ocarina of Time. Maybe it could be something that focuses on them after Ocarina of Time. But um, something along something along that vein where, like, you get to explore these characters and, and you get to you know, visit, like, the different dungeons and stuff like that while still having, like, those incredible RPG bosses. And you'd still have, you know, the healer. You'd still have the tank. You'd still have the dragoon, whatever. Like, you'd still kind of have those distinct roles that everybody could fill. So that's, when I say it'll be a little bit more focused, that's what I that's what I kind of mean. Okay. So the all-important question, then. Sav. Would you play Andy's game? Mm, probably. Mm, that sounded more like a no the, than a well, than a yes. <laughs> well, the only thing that you know would be a turnoff for me is the um the battle whatever the, the battle system. Oh, God. Yes, that. Thank you. <laughs> that would be the only turnoff for me. Other than that, everything else, I mean, like Zelda and the Sages, I would be 110% for that. So then I would say yes then. So I translate Andy's story that, but... into your game and you'd play it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, basically. And you know what? I knew, I knew this was going to be uh, a controversial <laughs> pick. I wasn't sure if you guys would play this game or not. <laughs> well... I'll now answer that, and I would say initially I was going to say no because you decided to go with the Final Fantasy XII comparison, and that mm-hmm. immediately turned me off because Vaughn yeah. <laughs> be- does not belong in Zelda at all. But I would say You're yes. You're not going to have characters oh, in Final I Fantasy, know. you putz. It was a joke for the fans. God. It was a joke for the fans. Obviously over Andy's head. But in the, ultimately, yes, I would I would play that game. I'm also a huge fan of the of the more classic Zelda and Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, my favorite Final Fantasy is Eight, which employed the same combat system that Andy is thinking of implementing. 
So. No, I didn't. Well, yeah, it's an ATV. There's a turn-based <laughs> no, system, didn't. so you can you can suck it. That's literally all that it has in common is that it uses an ATB system. Yeah, it, you know, and and he's mad because he still won't accept eight as as a Final Fantasy game. So but that's okay. Let me let me just clarify exactly how Final Fantasy twelve system works for anybody that is un, unfamiliar with the game. Sav, I assume you probably haven't played Final Fantasy twelve. Um, no, so maybe I'm not really. No. Maybe I can alleviate some of the worries because I feel like Final Fantasy twelve has a battle system that it's the perfect blend of old school and new school because it doesn't like one of the crappiest things about old RPGs is of course you're you're walking and all of a sudden boo your screen breaks up and you're in a random battle and you're right. fighting Zubat like twenty seven times over right <laughs> so like Final Fantasy twelve doesn't do that like you can see the enemies and you can avoid them if you want to it's kind of like Chrono Trigger esque it shares a uh, secret of mana as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can, if you choose to engage, and obviously there's some enemies that you have to engage, but if you choose to engage, then it kind of flips you to that old like Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy VII battle system where you can go really deep into customizing your attacks, into picking out everybody's position. Into Final Fantasy XII allowed you to do things like, um, which I would probably steal, it allowed you to do things like set up your characters, like your healer, whenever your health dropped below, let's say, 50%, they would automatically heal you. Or you would you could program your characters to say, like, attack the weakest enemies first just to get them out of here and, and stuff like that. So it, it would be a very in-depth combat system that kind of harkened back to the old days, which is, like, again, like a little bit hardcore for some people that, that you know, kind of grew up on the Skyrim Mass Effect more action-y RPG, which I totally understand. It's not for everybody, but... And I think that's the, the biggest problem you run into. Like, don't don't get me wrong, Final Fantasy XII's battle system and, and some of the things you could do were, were really neat. Um, but in today's world, uh, unfortunately, I feel, a lot of... A lot of people don't necessarily have the same experiences that we did growing up with with like classic RPGs and those turn-based systems. So I, I feel it's it's kind of like why the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be and more akin to Final Fantasy XV than than VII originally was. Um, so I think you, you'll struggle to find that audience, except amongst uh, you know people who pick up those games and enjoy them now or, you know, old fans like us. Well, I mean, the good thing is, is that, you know, a Legend of Zelda game is going to sell itself. So as long as the game is a quality game, it's going to, it's going to do well enough. You know what I mean? Fair enough. But I agree. I I don't think that mine would reach the same masses that your guys would. And I guess that's just where we are with RPGs nowadays. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those like you can see why it is. You don't necessarily agree with it, but you see how it is, and you don't necessarily like have a huge issue with it. But you you have that glimmer of oh, you know, I wish some of our our older favorites came into play more often. You know. Now hold on, because one thing that flies in the face of what we just talked about is the success of the Fire Emblem games. Because those are not, you know, they're not exactly easy games to get into. You kind of, you gotta, you gotta learn the battle system to appreciate it and to use it to its fullest potential. And so, those, like those games, I mean, they have an audience, not, not a huge audience, but they have an audience still. So now I'm imagining like a Legend of Zelda Fire Emblem esque RPG, which which would also be really cool. Well, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I would too, but if you think about it also, Fire Emblem is more akin to an uh, a turn-based strategy game than it is an RPG. Pers- it has a lot of RPG elements in it. Um, you you could even argue that it's like a it's a turn-based strategy RPG game. <laughs> and like Well, I I mean that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, it's an SRPG. It's, it's like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics. Fire Emblem is like Final yeah. Fantasy Tactics. Now that would be a damn good Zelda game too. It's like a tactics game. Zelda tactics. Which again, I think that my Seven Sages scenario could work in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that we'll probably never see my game. I, I yeah, I could totally see 
your guys's game being made in the sometime in the future but well then just become become a game creator andy yeah, it's true. Just go to school for like eight <laughs> years, learn how to program and do all the fun stuff, go. and then become a game designer, get a whole bunch of money, and make it yourself. There we go. Or, um, or, or call what, your uncle that, Reggie. I, just, <laughs> I feel like you guys would be lost without me at Zelda Dungeon, so I'm staying here for you. Don't I worry. we just make do, you know? We still have Kevin and Josh. So we've got a few minutes to burn here at the end, so I just want to throw a very general question out to you guys. Answer in three minutes or less. What is your favorite RPG of all time and why? I don't know if I can answer that in three minutes or less. Right? All I can hear is the elevator song going in my going on in my head. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Good old Jeopardy. Um... <laughs> yeah. See that's it's tough because they break them into different categories. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't judge you know one of my old school favorites along the same lines that I judge a new school favorite, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want you to picture like me with a gun to your head asking you the same question. Well, then I just do like telling you that you better answer. I I just do like uh like Harvey does in suits and take the gun and Shoot you with it. No, I, I'll I'll answer the I'll answer it uh, in two ways. First, I'll say okay. I'll answer it. my favorite old school RPG is Final Fantasy VIII. My favorite new school RPG right now would would be either Mass Effect or Witcher Three. Final Fantasy VIII. Just <laughs> just just accept think? it, Andy. Just accept it. Okay, Sav, your turn. Um. Oh God. I would I have I feel like I haven't played enough to be honest, but I guess I would say World of Warcraft. I think that's Probably. a solid answer. Yeah, absolutely. Or Black Desert. I mean, I liked Black Desert too, but I I couldn't MMOs couldn't totally count. Too Speaking of yeah. which, before we end the show, <laughs> we we were talking about RPGs, but we didn't touch on something I think that was important at least to one of our our listeners who wanted to know uh real quick what do you guys think about a Zelda MMORPG? Oh, God, yeah. Well. How would it work, though? Uh, <laughs> Real quick, in three yeah. minutes or less. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay I'm, I'm going to rewind here. I'm going to tell you my favorite RPG while I'm formulating my answer, because I need time to think about an MMO. Clever strategy. A bold yeah. strategy, Cotton. <laughs> okay. So my favorite RPG ever, honorable mention to Final Fantasy IX, but it's going to be Skies of Arcadia Legends, available on the Nintendo GameCube, released 2003, a port of the Dreamcast game released in 1999. Ooh. Uh, Just an amazing cast of characters, amazing music, an amazing story, uh, a really really cool battle system, simple yet intuitive. Um, I really recommend it for anybody that hasn't played it, if you can find it. You know what? I can't, I can't even argue with that at all. That That's a solid pick. That's a good one. Yeah. So, Sav. As for a Zelda... MMORPG. Let, Sorry, go ahead. Taylor. Let, let Sav go. She's had all the time in the world. What? For what? Yeah, that's true, Savannah. MMORPG. What? Zelda. Oh, how would you do it? Three minutes or less. How, how would I or would I? Would you like it and how would you do it? Three minutes oh, or less. God. Cliff Notes version. You can't do that to me. <laughs> um, honestly, I think I'd actually say no, because I think it would end up getting too bogged and watered down. With that. I mean, I think it's a cool, like, it's a cool idea, but I don't think it would work for Zelda. I think it would just... I don't know, I think it would just kind of screw up the storyline and, and stuff like that, unless they... Yeah, I'd say no. I'm going to go right ahead with you, give you my answer. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you, Sav. Um, while I love MMORPGs, a uh, huge fan of World of Warcraft, huge fan of Star Wars, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, uh, EverQuest, you know, you, you name an MMO, I've probably played it at least a little bit. Uh, huge fan. However, with Zelda, it's it's hard for me to envision a Zelda MMORPG that works, you know, in all the ways that touches everybody's hearts, um, the way yeah, that the Zelda franchise as a whole has done. 
Exactly. I just don't see it doing that. I mean, imagine, like, all these different characters running around trying to kill Ganondorf, like, and you have to wait for him to respawn and... I, I think know. it would, yeah, I think it would definitely, it, 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 you could conceivably make it work, but it would definitely, I think, be something, a game that was, de- like, for a niche corner okay. of the fan base, you know? Yeah. So, it's a no for me, and A, I don't really like MMOs, but that's not why I'm saying no. My My reason for saying no is, like, what's the point? You know, what? What? what is the point of a Zelda MMO? If I'm playing a Zelda game, I want to be either playing as Link, as Zelda, or as Ganondorf, and furthering the story of the Triforce in some capacity. And so, while it might be neat to pick your race and to pick your, your story, like, what's the point? Like, there's only... Presumably, there's only, you know, either Ganondorf or Demise or something going on, so, like... If you have the entire world army against it, I, I just, maybe I'm being short-sighted, but it, it's just like, what's the point? I, I don't see a reason for it to exist. I don't see, like, Zelda games have a start to their narrative and an end to their narrative. And, you know, each game furthers the series along as a whole. And so MMOs, by their definition, don't really end their platforms more than games and so i just i just don't see that meshing well with the world of zelda if i were to pick a nintendo series that i think would make a cool mmo it would probably be like fire emblem or xenoblade or something like that um I not zelda though. mario you could even see mario uh, a little bit but then again, I also think Mario Party. So. You heard it here first, folks. Everyone says no on the Zelda RPG. <laughs> or, sorry, on the Zelda MMORPG. Yes on the Zelda RPG, whether it's turn-based or action RPG. Check out all of our facts next time on Dragon Ball Z. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> Alright, so that's pretty much a wrap on episode 6 of the champions cast all about rpgs what we want what we don't want um we thank you guys very much for tuning in and listening and don't go anywhere because immediately following this same zelda channel is a bonus episode of the champions cast where the three of us basically just sit around and answer a bunch of weird questions about zelda that people asked us earlier today because we didn't have anything for the show so there you go it's the cheapest route possible but damn it it's going to be fun So we thank you for listening to us this week. Please subscribe to the Champions Cast. You can go over to iTunes and subscribe to us there. You can uh, head over to Podbean and subscribe to us there as well. As always, we're listening to any other um, platforms that you guys want to listen to the show on. So make your voices heard. Um, Until then, we will see you not next week, but hopefully right after you're done listening to this. Have a good one, guys. Later. Later.